0: Welcome to today's edition of The Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO, 91.7 FM, The Word, and I'm Roberta Foster. Today, I welcome Dave Bowden to Author's Corner. He's written the book called Parallel Faith. Walking Alongside Others On Their Journey to Christ which is published by Hendrickson Publishers and he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program just a little bit about Dave he is an operations director of Grace Foundation a Christian ethos charity that helps transform young people's lives he's the co-creator of Clear Series, a media ministry that helps start spiritual conversations with young people all over the world and that's especially important because dave lives works and writes in west midlands england thank you so much for uh, calling us today dave
1: thanks having me brilliant to be with
0: you all righty so the book is parallel faith uh walking alongside others on their journey to christ not necessarily after but as they are finding christ am i interpreting that correctly
1: yeah absolutely so i think you know as people of, uh, who believe in Jesus and walk with Jesus already, we've got such a amazing good news, haven't we? We've got a great privilege Amen. of knowing Amen. God for ourselves. But there's so many people beyond our church walls who haven't yet had that encounter with God. They've never met Jesus. And in fact, you mentioned about the young people that I work with, so many people that I work with in schools. Mm-hmm. To them, Jesus is a swear word.
0: Mm-hmm. They've
1: got no idea about who God is or what he's about. So the whole purpose of parallel faith is about reminding Christians that actually if there's a gap between where the church is at and where the world is at, somebody's got to move and it's probably not going to be the people on the other end of the line. We've got to be the ones that go. And that's why Jesus started the Great Commission with Go.
0: And so what's the best way to prepare ourselves for uh, helping others find their, their way to Christ?
1: I think it's about learning to change our perspective on the way that we see ourselves, first and foremost. So in the Bible, it talks about how we are actually ambassadors for Christ, doesn't it? So we're Mm -hmm. sent on behalf of God. And if I see myself in that way, then that changes the way that I begin to act and behave in life. So I think first and foremost, you know, if we're going to be those that actually can go out there and make disciples and share our faith, we've got to begin to see that um, discipleship is not just a destination. Discipleship is not just something that happens on a platform once on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Discipleship is not just for the professionals. It's actually for every Christian who sees themselves as an ambassador. And the way that we do that is we begin to see that discipleship is about helping people take steps towards Jesus before they take steps with Him. Does that make sense?
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Uh, In your book, you talk about a holy moment, that people seem to be waiting for this big movement in their life. Uh, Talk to us more about that.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, people come to Christ in so many different ways, don't they? Mm -hmm. And for us as Christians, often we've had that moment where we come to a moment of like realization of, gosh, God is who He says He is. And I think that sometimes we expect people who aren't believers Have that moment quickly when often they don't, it takes Mm. a little bit of time. So, most of us would point to maybe Paul in the Bible, who had that moment where he sort of fell off his horse Mm -hmm. and had that great wake up call with Jesus. But then we forget about the hundreds of other people in the Bible who needed a bit of a process, even the disciples themselves. I mean, when you think about the disciples, they walk with Jesus for three years they actually knew him they physically were alongside of him and even then sometimes they didn't get it right um so i think the idea of coming to a place where you have a holy moment is that realization and the moment where you're coming to that choice for yourself but as christians we probably need to be a little bit more patient that people might, might not be where we are so actually i think sometimes we get mm-hmm. so excited that we want people to believe the message we want people to ask questions that Mm -hmm. we're asking and we want them to kind of be exactly where we are. But they're just not because of what's going on in their life and they haven't had that same encounter. Mm -hmm. So waiting for the holy moment is all about walking with people until they come to that place of Mm realisation, not waiting until they get there. And, and, you know, sometimes I think people wait until they get into a church building before we walk with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember there's one church strategist who said, uh, most people's spiritual journeys don't start when they enter a church building, although most churches act like they do. Mm-hmm. So it's about how do we actually go beyond those walls and and actually meet people where they're at.
0: Amen. Well, in your book, you talk about the importance of having an authentic and vulnerable relationship with unbelievers. And why is that important?
1: Yeah, that's a really important point. So. One of the phrases that I love is that proximity equals potency. Okay. So actually the power the power that we have is about how we can actually be near people. So if you think about the gospel, the gospel is basically Jesus choosing to leave the comfort zone of heaven and come to earth and to be near people. In mm-hmm. fact, the Bible talks about it like that the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. So pro- proximity is really powerful because proximity changes our perspective. And it changes the perspective of others. So if you think about it, when people are um, walking in relationship with you and with me, they're not just making big decisions about God because they've met a Christian. They're, they're making little decisions about you. They're thinking, do I trust mm-hmm. this person? Mm-hmm. Maybe they've never known a Christian before. like you know. But when they meet a Christian, they think, well, actually, <laughs> when we meet somebody that's different than us, more often than not, you end up thinking they're not as bad as a thought they might be. There you go. And that's just why proximity is so, just so powerful.
0: Amen. I'm talking today with Dave Bowden regarding his book, Parallel Faith, Walking Alongside Others on Their Journey to Christ, published by Hendrickson Publishers. And you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. And so in your book, you also talk. Uh, mentioned little things that make a difference as we are walking alongside someone and purposefully leading them towards Christ. What are some of these little things that make a big difference?
1: Yeah, little things do make a difference, don't they? Um, So it's, it's, it's how much we can relate and actually connect with people as individuals, how much we actually open up our friendship and lives to them, It's about the hospitality Mm -hmm. that we share. It's how we can use um, creativity to help people become spiritually curious. It's about how we can um, use our life to teach and demonstrate a message. You know, I I love that scripture. Nobody puts a light under a a lamp Mm -hmm. under a bowl and hides it. And there's such a cool scripture, isn't it? So you don't light it and then hide it. Right. And I believe that God's lit us up, hasn't he? He's called us to be a light to this world, just as he is. But to hide our light before people is basically like an abdication of purpose. It's like saying we're not fulfilling the purpose God has called us to do. So we have to be around people. We have to be near people. We have to love people. We have to reach out to people. We have to talk with them. We have to teach them. And we have to get beyond the religious bubble, in order to make that difference and and it's the little things isn 't it that make mm-hmm. that difference, I mean, you must know that yourself right
0: yes, absolutely when you well just reaching out to somebody that 's having a bad day and helping them to get past their sadness and their sorrows and things like that, those things make a big difference to other people um, but one of the things that was coming to my mind too is. What about sharing our weaknesses and our own struggles with unbelievers? Is that a positive thing? Is that being too vulnerable?
1: I think it can be a really positive thing as long as it's marked by hope. Yes. So, like, one of my favorite scriptures, I think it's 1 Peter three fifteen, is that always be ready
0: mm-hmm. to give
1: an answer, um, you know, uh, to the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. So there's like this little pattern in there, isn't there? That's basically number one, always be ready. Number two, give an answer. Number three, you have to have hope. <laughs> number four, you have to show respect. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably preach a whole sermon on that, right? <laughs> um, but 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 the bit in the middle is, is about um, for the hope that you have.
0: Yes.
1: So I think that when we're facing weaknesses and challenges, which we all do, I mean, if you're going to be near somebody, you're not just going to share the highs, you're going to share the lows mm-hmm. as well. So I think, I know there's people in my life that, that you know, that don't follow Christ, but they know that when I struggle, they know when I have a tough time or some of the things that I'm walking through, that my family has walked through. But when they look at me, they think, hang on a minute, this guy, he's going through the same things as me, but he's got hope. And ultimately, we would hope mm-hmm. that, that they would discover that hope is not just a positive mental attitude. The hope is a person, that hope is Jesus.
0: Mm. Well, one of the things you mentioned, and I read in in your biography, is that you work with young people, and so yeah. I've heard it said from others that young people today seem to be looking for something with greater substance and with greater uh, power. Um, do you think people are being young people are being drawn today to this deeper relationship with Christ because they want? Something real?
1: Yeah, I think the, the first thing I'd say to that is young people have a deep spiritual longing, don't they, and desire, but they don't always know where to find answers to that longing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's why they need a Christian to stand in the gap, because what happens is people look for the three biggest things that every young person wants, and I think every person actually, is a sense of identity, a sense of purpose, And a sense of belonging. Everybody's trying to answer those big three questions like who am I, what am I here for, and where do I belong? Mm -hmm. And I think the church has got such a tremendous opportunity to be able to answer those questions for young people in a a real and relevant way. But one of the challenges is is that young people, they're not coming into church buildings Mm
0: -hmm. to be able
1: to find those answers. They're not going on our church's social media Um, that they're not kind of looking in the places where we want them to look. So we've got to rethink that strategy of how we make that connection. Uh, And and I think, you know, the obvious thing is it comes through relationship, doesn't it? Mm
0: -hmm. It comes
1: through knowing young people and loving young people as well. I mean, I'm really passionate about um, the work that we do with young people, about helping them find hope in the midst of a pretty tough world you know, post-pandemic, there's some great challenges out there for young people. Same in the UK as it is in the States. You know, Mm -hmm. young people are struggling. Mental health is through the roof. You know, people are trying to find out. There's so much expectation on them for their futures. There's this expectation now that they get to decide who they want to be and they get to label themselves in so many different ways. But I think the message of Christ is basically that you're not just being able to answer, like, who am I? The message of Jesus answers, whose am I as well? And I think Mm. that's pretty special.
0: Mm. So, Dave, tell us, what is it you hope that Christians will get out of your book? What kind of inspiration are you hoping that they'll find?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I want every Christian to feel confident in making disciples so that they no longer are at that place where they think, well, that's my pastor's job, or mm, or I could never okay. do that, or that's only for the platform.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would love people to read this book and, and A, maybe say, oh, I'm already doing some of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: secondly, you know, B, I can do that because, you know, this is what Jesus, if Jesus really genuinely said, go and make disciples, um, then there must be a way that we can do it. And the way that we can do it is it's in the end of that phrase. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, I'm going to be with you when Mm -hmm. you go do it.
0: And
1: and I think maybe that's what I want Christians to realize, is that they can confidently make disciples. Why? Because the person they're trying to connect people with is walking with them on the journey too.
0: Yeah, sweet. What a great word of encouragement. So today I've been talking to Dave Bowden about his book, Parallel Faith, Walking Alongside Others on Their Journey to Christ. So Dave, how can people find out more about this book?
1: You can find out more, but you can visit my sub-stack, which is daveboden.substack.com. Um, I blog there regularly, and you can read all about the book and find out some of the other things that I write about. Uh, and, and you can actually get hold of a copy of the book. In I, I always say, everywhere good books are sold. There you go. Amazon. And it, and if you can't find it, that basically means it's not a good bookshop, right? On, <laughs> online or offline.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you, you can go on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and get it from Henderson directly. Um, Just search Parallel Faith and you'll definitely find it.
0: Alrighty, So one more time, Parallel Faith, walking alongside others on their journey to Christ. We've been talking with Dave Bowden, and I certainly thank Hendrickson Publishers for giving us a copy of the book to talk about today. And Dave, thank you for the encouragement and inspirational words to uh, motivate us to get out there and walk parallel with others.
1: Thank you so much. It's been great to be with you.
0: And if you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, listeners, you can find it on your favorite podcast provider or through KNEO.org. Join us again next time on Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. For 60 years, Crater College has been empowering students to soar to new heights. From agriculture to education, to business, sports, and the newest technologies. Crowder always has something interesting going on. I'm Adam Winkler of k and Radio. Join me each week as I talk to a different person from Crowder College about what's been happening and what's coming up next. It's the Insider's Guide to All Things Crowder. Subscribe today to the This Week in Crowder College podcast available from the Sky High Podcast Network.